Welcome to the Fight Palace. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 46 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron Hickman! Hey, guys. I like it. <laughs> and uh, and me, Landon, hello. And me. <laughs> are it's we me. recording this thing? We are recording it. Okay. I, got, I hit the button on everything, guys. That's hard, that's hard work, listeners, hitting the button. Big red button. <laughs> the easy button. Easy. But, uh, Not the stop button. Record button. <laughs> Exactly. So how in the world are you guys doing? It's been quite a while. September 27th. Uh, I just looked up the old podcast to make sure I didn't screw up the episode number. Wow, has it really been that long? It's been that long. Uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, just, uh, you know, I've, I've got my kids for the next two weeks. But uh, we, we, we've had fun. Um, i share a quick story with you guys. It's not Sega related, so I, I can share it here. Um, my kids really wanted to play Super Mario 64. So uh, I had it out. I was playing it with them. I, I, I really enjoy that game. Not going to lie. Uh, I got far enough into it. And then my daughter was like, oh, I, I want to play my game uh, on the same same thing. And so she goes to the file selection menu and she picks a race. Oh. And I had 84 stars on my save file. Oh, well, I'm just gonna go back and play Sega because uh, most of these <laughs> games don't have save files. What, what's the max? <laughs> Is it 100 stars you have to get on that? 120 something like that. I, 120. Okay. Yeah. 120. And uh, it was just it was just painful, but I was just like, it's okay. You know, I used to do this the same thing. I, I did it to my brothers. I had one instance where uh, my brother was playing. I think it was a uh, Snake's Revenge on NES, and I accidentally kicked the AC adapter out of the wall, oh. and he had written down Ooh. a password anything and he gotten pretty far in it and uh, another one uh, my brother George he picked up Final Fantasy 7 on PlayStation and I didn't know what format memory card meant <laughs> I saw that oh gosh <laughs> yeah I posted about that in Retro Spira. and uh, yeah that was a lot of yelling because <laughs> <laughs> I... uh, you know I was just all quiet about it like oh because uh, it, it not only did it erase his save file, it erased the whole memory card. Because what it's basically saying is, do you want us to erase the whole memory card so we can make space for a game? Like, uh, sure. I think I shared this back <laughs> on the NES podcast, but when I first got my PlayStation and uh, had Tekken 2, I didn't realize what a memory card was. And I played Tekken 2 <laughs> straight for like three hours and locked like six guys and then turned it off, turned it back on. I'm like, no. I'm like where are all my guys? Of course, you know, my dad's like, I, th- I think there's something called a memory card we got to go buy. <laughs> well, like some of those early <laughs> games uh, on the PlayStation didn't even use a memory card. and be like, uh, I think Rayman had a password system. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just kind of, it was kind of weird. I, I definitely feel your pain there because... It was just weird uh, getting used to memory cards. I mean, I know with like uh, we kind of had it easier with the Sega CD. 
you had kind of internal memory built in, and then you could get the RAM expansion if you needed to. But up to that point, everything was on a you know it was on a cartridge or it was built into the system. It was kind of weird switching to these memory card devices. That's right. You don't have to worry about a memory card for the Genesis, right? Bring it back. To That's the right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are a Genesis gem or a Genesis podcast. So, you know. That's right. We're not a Super Nintendo <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're not a Sony podcast. That's exactly right. <laughs> and right. we're definitely not a Two Dudes and an S podcast. Oh, those guys are the worst. <laughs> Gosh, I'm actually trying to get Kelso to come on the show with us in December when he recommended a really bad game we have to play. So, oh yeah, yeah. it's another bad game we have to talk about. Yeah, well, at least have, we do have a uh, well, spoilers, but we do have a different game to play before that one. So, and if uh, kind of give the listeners an update, I am trying my best to organize this podcast a little better. Uh, I put some dates out there. Actually, made some events on Facebook for us as host. To say we're going to cover this game on this day, cover this game on this day, and we actually have it out about three episodes. So, got some cool treats ahead for you, but uh, we're we're going to try our best to not skip another month. I would like to do at least two a month, but we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, so if you guys would like to connect with us, you can check us out on our website at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Uh, go join our group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgems. I actually had someone post on our regular Facebook page, said, hey, how do I get my stuff read on the podcast? And I said, go join the group page. So he did. So that was really cool. Anyways, uh, also go send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. Check us out on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And we are a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Oh, that's tiring. Uh, <laughs> listener business. So since last time we recorded, we had two new iTunes reviews. Really appreciate that. Uh, the first one comes from Hoser29. I thought that was kind of funny. Hoser with a Z, apparently. Though. So, hmm. But uh, says Hoser29 says, Big fan of this show. I listen to many podcasts every day. Six hours worth a day, to be exact. I'm a letter carrier, so when delivering my route, I have a lot of time. This is truly a fun and informative show. The hosts really know what they're talking about. As a 30-year-old... As a 38-year-old man, I grew up in the now retro era. Not only do they review the games, they also provide hours of entertainment. We all remember going to the video store as kids, and those stories are usually my favorite. Now take off, you hosers, or the Hawksters going to have to lay the smackdown on you and the Flyers. Just giving you a hard time, Rob. Mailman Steve Hartland in Wisconsin. I can identify with the mailman. My my dad was a mailman, or is a mailman, still. So I identify they spend six, seven hours out on the road. So thanks, uh, thanks for the kind words. That's awesome. He, he even kind of yeah. hit it on the Hawkster and talked about talked some smack about the Flyers with Rob. So. <laughs> and then uh, the next one is much shorter, but it's still pretty cool. It comes from Enrique JT. It says, Genesis Jim's podcast does what other podcasts don't. Hey, I'll take it. I will too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, since it's been a while, we should have plenty, plenty of content to talk about our next segment, which is the Sega Snippets. Tap one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. All right, so uh, hey, Landon, why don't you start off? You got anything cool Sega going on lately? Um, well, you know, we've we've been off for a while, and during that time, uh, Halloween took place. So I popped in a, a Halloween class, and I popped in uh, Ghouls and Ghosts for the Genesis, and uh, that's pretty much what has been consuming my Sega life here lately. <laughs> <laughs> that game is so hard. 
I can't even get through the first playthrough of it. I think I make it to six or the level six or seven where you're kind of going up the the tower to the boss to find out, hey, you got to go back through the game again with a certain weapon. And I just I can't do it. I can't make it to that boss's uh, room. So, yeah, I'm stuck there. But that's really all I've been doing. It's just been obsessing over playing that game all the time. That and a little bit of Mutant League football since it's Ooh, football season game. and Hall- Halloween season. So. That's a that's a that's really cool. I didn't think about that. Football and Halloween, all in one. Yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> and there's killing in it, so you know that there's that too. And you can mow down the band, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Kill the referee. When I was in high school, band. Yeah. <laughs> Still, one of my favorite plays is kill the referee. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one even more than uh, mutant league hockey. I I think uh, maybe it's just because I'm a bigger football fan. Hopefully, that's not sacrilege. No, no, no. No, I'm I'm one of those that, that like football better than than the hockey on that. Now the mutant league hockey is a great game. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I don't know. I I love mutant league football, but then that was the first mutant league game I think that I played. So that's kind of why I guess it's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, um, what's crazy is we know of the two games that were on the Sega Genesis, but I think there was actually a mostly finished port of mutant league hockey. Uh, for I think it was the Amiga CD32, their CD add-on system, that um, I think got pretty far along before EA shelved it. Uh, but it seems like EA was trying to turn it into more of a franchise, but I guess I don't know what happened. The 32-bit era kind of changed things. <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, I guess for me, uh, Sega Snippets, uh, we talked about it a little bit in the group. But it looks like Tech Toy is bringing out a new Sega Genesis console. Uh, and I, I was reading up on that, on, oh, I think over on Sega Nerds. And it's pretty fascinating because it's an officially licensed Sega product. It's not at games, so it seems like the sound quality will probably be better. They're using new components for the system. I believe um, if it's anything like their Master System, uh, things that they brought out, think you'll have the ability to uh, put in your own games and then there's built-in games also um, I don't know about an SD card I, I don't know that much yet I have to look further into that but I know people are pretty excited about it mm-hmm. uh, otherwise what did, uh, the only other game I really played uh, I, I wanted to play because it was Halloween of course I wanted to play Castlevania Bloodlines I love that game to death, but uh, I didn't get around to it. I did play a little bit of uh, New Horizons, though, which is one of those rare RPGs on, on Sega Genesis. There's not too many of them, but it's it's really well made. I, I think it's super expensive, though. Uh, I, I used to own it on Super Nintendo, and the I don't know how much different the two games are, but I do notice that it's kind of crazy how 8-bit uh, the these two games, you know, uh, Uncharted Waters and New Horizons, they look very 8-bit, but uh, that's not to the game's detriment. They're, it's a very deep gameplay-wise. If you like something like uh, Pirates, but you wish it had more RPG to it, uh, New Horizons is, is worth checking out. Very cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to check it out, too. I've heard many things about it, but never quite dug into it myself. But, uh, yeah, so kind of on the same... Uh, vein of what you all just said, I I popped in Splatterhouse too for uh, Halloween weekend. 
Love that game. We covered it uh, many, many episodes ago here, but uh, gosh, can't get enough of that game. It's so good. <laughs> um, so that, that, that happened. I like it more than three. I do. It's, oh, really? it's just, uh, uh, I like Splatterhouse 2 more than three, I think. Huh. I think it's just because it's a little more straightforward. With three, mm-hmm. you can kind of get lost because uh, you're wandering around a mansion. Yeah. Uh, but with two, it's it's pretty linear progression, if I remember right. Yeah, I'd, I'd like the bat the boss battles on two. There's always like a nice pattern you can kind of yeah. memorize and get. But uh, yeah, other than that, you know, I got my Genesis set up at my my personal desk now, and uh, my youngest son is just cracking me up. He's loving uh, having access to that. He's he just turned four not too long ago, and he he finally learned how to pop the cartridges in by himself. Which part of me is like, oh, do I want him messing with that? But he's been doing a real good job of putting them up and and uh, straightening up my game shelf. But uh, <laughs> gosh, uh, every Saturday I'm home from work. We just have a marathon. Like I wrote down all the different games we played uh, yesterday, and we played Streets of Rage 2, Street Fighter. Oh, this is funny. Everything sounds like it ends in 2. Streets of Rage 2, Street Fighter 2, Sonic 2. We played NBA Jam TE, which is the second NBA Jam. <laughs> NBA Jam 2. <laughs> yeah, then we, and then we played Miss Pac-Man, which is the second Pac-Man. And then we played Revenge of the Shinobi. So like every one of those games is like the, the sequel. <laughs> Pretty but... much every one of those games is the second game in the series. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. We just, like, it's really for three hours straight um, before we actually went outside and played, which I felt bad. I needed to get him out there. Don't want him to be a zombie, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we, we just had a blast playing that. And then um, in preparation for one of our upcoming shows, I uh, wanted to I wanted to get the actual real version of Golden Axe. I have it on, like, the six-pack, and I've never owned the actual cartridge. So I went out on eBay and found a pretty good deal. I was just telling Landon about this before the show. Uh, Golden Axe 1 and Golden Axe 2 complete in box uh, for $32 no shipping combined. That was pretty pretty good deal. For Both of those go for about $15 to $20 uh, by themselves. So got a decent little deal. I usually don't do eBay, but I uh, really wanted to get that, uh, not just a loose cart. So but yeah, that was kind of my pickup. And uh, also bought a Heavy Nova in preparation for a show I think is going to happen. Thanks a lot, Michael Kelso, for that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. So I think we can go right to the next segment, which is Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions. It's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. I hope so. Do you have your questions pulled up? Yeah, I've got it pulled up here. I'm just looking at this sweet picture of me... uh... With my guns out. That's right. The day you posted that picture, I made a mental note. So that's the next Ask, Ask Aaron picture. You, you know what I forgot to mention to you on Sega Snippets? Did, did you guys see that uh, that fake? Well, it was from a real Sega commercial, but I kind of inserted myself into it. Yes. That was great. The, th- the three-point <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah the three-point shot. So if if, if uh, listeners, you didn't check it out, uh, it's in our group. Uh, I might repost it on our main page. But uh, basically, I, I took the, the Genesis Does advertisement, uh, and I inserted myself in where uh, Pat Riley goes. Sorry, Pat. Uh, <laughs> and, and mouthed the words uh, Genesis Does like at just the right time. And then at the end of the advertisement, I, I just had myself, a, you know, I, I made a three-point shot, and so I just made that the end of the clip. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it's all about me. This is Ask Aaron. No, just kidding, guys. Uh, but, yeah, so let's go ahead and run through these questions that some of our listeners had, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, all right. So for Ask Aaron, uh, we had quite a few questions 
and uh, hopefully I can go through these. Uh, Stephen Kyer asks, how the heck does Sega, Sega, Sega CD and 32X work together? Uh, Fahrenheit, Night Trap, I think Supreme Warrior, uh, Surgical Strike, only in Brazil. Um, you know, I can't really... I tried to look up documentation to see how this actually technically works. But it seems like Sega had planned this kind of from the get-go. They, they must have known that they were going to have add-ons to the Sega Genesis because when the Sega Genesis was released, uh, it, it, it was top of the line, but you know there were some things that, that the Super Nintendo could do that the Sega Genesis couldn't do. And so they kind of had a trick up their sleeve, like, okay, well, we'll, we'll release the Sega CD and you know to kind of go up against like the Turbo Duo um, the uh, you know TurboGrafx-16, and like, well, we'll have this add-on, and then it's like, oh boy, you know, we're entering the 32-bit era. Uh, okay, well now we have to have the 32X, and they hadn't quite gone like, oh, well, let's just release the Sega Saturn. No, you know, they had this install base of all the people who love the Sega Genesis. Well, if you love the Sega Genesis, why not have the Sega CD? Why not have the 32X? Why not have them all three put together? And I, I think it was. Um, it's a flawed idea, but it's one idea I wish we would have seen actual good games for that took advantage of the fact that the 32X, 32X had enhanced audio. You know, you had more channels, basically, uh, wavetable or something, uh, more sample channels. Uh, you also had better graphics with the 32X, uh, more processing power. Plus, the Sega CD also had, uh, I think, even a better, slightly better color palette. You also had uh, the Redbook Audio. So, I mean, the the possibilities were pretty crazy with, with what could have happened here. And I'm still wondering if someone out there is thinking about doing, like, some sort of homebrew release, if they can, uh, they can figure out how, how to make it work you know, like a 32X CD game because everything that's released is basically just, it's just FMV. And so, if I think in layman's terms, how does it work? There's some sort of handshake between the systems going on that acknowledges that, okay, yes, there's a Sega CD plugged in, yes, there's a 32X plugged into the Sega Genesis. Uh, but, pretty crazy stuff. So, let's go ahead and move on to Mr. Douglas Delecky Jr., have you thought of putting a little ink on those arms? They would remind me of mine. <laughs> and that's in reference to my picture uh, because I'm kind of at the gym wearing my very first tank top, funny enough. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, Mr. Duck, answer is probably not. Uh, I've never personally been a huge fan of tattoos. I don't mind them on other people. It's just not. <laughs> not something I like. You're not going to see me with a Sonic tattoo. Oh, come especially on. Not an, oh. Especially not a Nintendo tattoo. Forget it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm just not much I'm not much of a tattoo guy. Uh, I, you know, I, I have something special. Um, it's called the the Hank Hill uh, look going on, which is I got a farmer tan, so I'd like to keep that pristine. <laughs> you know, where my forearms are, are nice and, and tan, and then the further you go up, it's just all white. Do it, Landon. Do the impression. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, I'd like a Sprite and a hamburger, please. <laughs> I might shoot my tell you what. <laughs> Every time I hear someone say Hank Hill, I just think of Landon. It's so good. He, he does a great Dale. job. 
Like, dang it, Bobby. Yeah, I can't do it like you could. Like, dang it, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'll keep working on it. Uh, so Josh says, this is Josh Diekman. What is your favorite bad Genesis game? I mean, a game you know is objectively terrible, but you still love playing it. Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I have played Action 52 with my kids, and I know it's bad, but there are actually some games on there that are pretty playable. There's a few decent ones on there, so I would say that, or I would also say, if you ever get the chance, play Rings of Power, uh, which was made by the same guys from Naughty Dog, the original founders, and it's pretty interesting because it's pretty much like Ultima mixed with Lord of the Rings, with a populist perspective, like three-quarter perspective. And the game is really janky, but uh, <laughs> it's still, I don't know, I, it's still uh, really fascinating. There's like a huge uh, book, that, like a hint book that comes with it. Um, it's a giant RPG for the time. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things that could have been done better, but it still has enough charm uh, to me that it's worth checking out, even though it's not, a quote-unquote great game. Um, Brian Voss asks, best game to play during the Halloween season? And I know we said uh, any of the Slaughterhouse games, uh, Slaughter, Splatterhouse, I said Slaughterhouse. You know when the that book, Slaughterhouse 5, I'm like, is that related to Splatterhouse <laughs> when I was a kid? <laughs> the answer is a definitive no, folks. I read the book. It has nothing to do with it. You're probably thinking, um, about, th thinking about the game we're playing today, too. Slaughter Sport. Spl yeah. Splatter Sport. Yeah, Splatter Sport. That would be a great game. to. <laughs> I would play the heck out of that game. Man, that would be awesome. Uh, but, yeah. So, Brian, I would say um, Nightmare Before Christmas is a good one to play. Uh, of course, the um, aforementioned Splatterhouse games. Mortal Kombat. Come on. You know, you think of the more violent aspects of those games are pretty good for Halloween. Um, Castlevania Bloodlines is probably my absolute favorite. Uh, Wolf Child, can't go a show without mentioning that. Uh, especially, I think, around Halloween because it centers around a guy who can transform into a werewolf. Da -da -da. Okay. So I'll go ahead and move on here, because I know there's a few more, if you, if you guys can think of any more. Haunting, we covered on the show, Haunting, starring Poltergeist. Another good one. Uh, so Mr. Daniel Tolan asked, three-part question. With such a unique and interesting library, why are a lot of the best Genesis games still relatively unknown? The same, uh, let's see here, the same old games like Sonic, Fantasy Star, Streets of Rage, etc. always get the spotlight, but great titles like... Uh, Guy Ares, Felios, Rocketdyne, World of Illusion, and even Vector Man don't get nearly the exposure they deserve. Secondly, why doesn't this question have a third part? <laughs> you have to answer that question for me, Daniel. Uh, so to answer the main part of your question, uh, I think I might have mentioned this before, too. There are just too many games. One thing is there are too many games. Uh, as humans, we have kind of a spotty memory, and we tend to remember the things that ended up in ads 
and ended up in you know splashy covers and magazines. I mean, not to mention the good games we remember, but like I remember Vector Man. I had Vector Man as a kid. I thought it was great. I remember playing it at Toys R Us. Uh, but stuff like um, you know Gaieri's, I think it had. It's a fantastic game, but the the ad campaign was not that great. Um, Rocket Knight. I mean, I think we already had one possum game too many with awesome possum so i don't think that was doing it any favors uh world of illusion i don't know with that game i mean people like castle illusion maybe i don't know what to say about world of illusion other than maybe people had moved on from from mickey mouse a little bit I, I don't know. And that's a weird one because I, I was kind of in the same boat like i loved castle of illusion as a kid and i just kind of Looked over World of Illusion. Yeah, I played it later it's, on. It's in life, also, but... yeah, it's it's a pretty cool game. But it's the same thing. I remember um, Donald Duck was in that one. But I also remember like uh, Maori Mallard in Cold Shadow coming out. And that was a really cool game uh, with Donald Duck in it. So, you know, I don't know why some games do better than others. Uh, the other thing, too, I thought about with this question is maybe... Um, you know, history is decided by the victors, uh, and this is debatable. Who you know, who you want to say won the 16-bit wars, but um, a lot of what comes back up on YouTube and things like that, as far as people's recollection of that time period, a lot of their favorite games, for whatever reason, you know, are. Yeah, the the classics you mentioned on Sega systems, but a lot of a lot of stuff gets mentioned on like Super Nintendo, um, and so it depends on who you ask who won that that console war. But um, you know, maybe people are just more fond of other games they grew up with, and and there was a lot of that. You know, I grew up with Sega, I, I grew up with Nintendo, uh, so you know, it, it's kind of. It's an interesting question to, to kind of delve into to, to kind of figure out the dynamics of it. So let's move on to something a little more silly. So Eric Purcell asks, why does Sonic the Hedgehog like Chili Dog so much? Is it due to the obvious tie-in with the Sonic drive-in chain? <laughs> <laughs> you hit the nail on the head there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I can say honestly, I don't think it was ever mentioned in the game specifically. Um, even the games that tied in with the cartoon show, like uh, Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine and uh, Sox Spinball, I don't think Chili Dogs were ever... Like, I don't think Sonic ever mentioned eating anything until the cartoon hit. Um, so I think it was totally just a cartoon thing, where it's just like, oh, you know, we got to give him something silly that he really enjoys. Um, so I guess Chili Dogs was it. Or... As uh, Nick said, it's it's hot dog with sauce. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know, I, lo I, I love the hedgehog, but he's wrong on that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you there, buddy. Hot dog with sauce. You got it. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, man. I, I got to throw in this uh, this joke from Nick Stevens because uh, <laughs> Eric uh, egged him on here. Nick said, Eric, who has played for every hockey team in the NHL? What was the answer, Nick? The organist at the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that was a good one, wasn't it? I didn't even have uh, it. I don't even have any jokes prepared. I'm glad you did that. 
I didn't want to let the, <laughs> let the listeners down. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nick DeMarco asks, uh, why do you insist on stealing Hulk Hogan's St. Paddy's Day shirt while taking photos of yourself looking down on ants? I just don't get you, Hickpit. <laughs> Nobody does. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, no, it's actually it's just a, it's a Gold's Gym shirt. That's all it is. The Hawkula shirt sponsored by Landon. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sean Robinson asks, if you were to dress up as a Sega console, which would you choose? And I think I would dress up as um, a Sega Genesis, but with the 32X, the 32X and Sega CD add-on. <laughs> because I'm the full package, baby. Oh. <laughs> Damn! Oh, you can find Aaron on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Please swipe. What was it? Please swipe right. I don't even know. <laughs> but that's awesome. <laughs> you wouldn't be a nomad, you know. Seems like you right. have some kind of a correlation there with a, someone dressing up as a nomad. And I and I wouldn't get on uh, Nintendo. No. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> oh man. Oh, now I'm doing. Now I'm becoming you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Okay. You're in good company. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I will mention that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Some Eric said uh, Aaron would dress up as a Sega Pico. Love it. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of wearing blue and yellow though. Uh, <laughs> And then Daniel Tolan said the Pioneer Laser Active Pack S10 Control Pack, which was the Sega Genesis add-on for that pretty obscure monstrosity. Uh, so uh, we're almost done here. Uh, Jim Jones says, are there any tickets left for the gun show? The wife is asking. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I should answer that question because... Uh, Man, there's always tickets to the gun show. They're they're right over here, and over here, and up here. <laughs> anyway, uh, Trevor Franklin asks, "What Genesis game do you feel you love more than anyone else?" Uh, for example, mine is probably uh, Toe Jam and Earl Panic on Funkatron. I remember being surprised to learn that some view it as an unwelcome change from the original, while it was my original experience with the series. And I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't think that game gets the love that it deserves because it was so different from the first game. Uh, for me, it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, one game that we actually covered on the show before, or both of them, I don't know. It's like Shadowrun, uh, Gunstar Heroes, and Starflight. Kind of the, the three that I think of, and maybe Fantasy Star 4. Man, this is too hard. And then, and then I'm like, maybe... Uh, Maybe Shining Force 2. I'm just going to stop because I'm going to start naming other games. Uh, you know, it's, it's like asking me, like, wh which of my children do I love the most? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> You're not going to get a straight answer out of me. Uh, but that was uh, the final question for Ask Aaron. <laughs> ask, ask Aaron's over, so we're going to go right for this, this, uh, this interesting thing. <laughs> so, uh, hey, uh, game on, Landon. Game on, Nick. Game on, Aaron. Game on. Game on! Yeah, game on. Sega! All right, so uh, Slaughter Sport or Fight Palace or Tongue of the Fat Man. All these crazy names for this game. Or Fat Man in Japan. Fat Man. Fat Man. So uh, 
It was just called Slaughter Sport for the Genesis. Um, interesting uh, game. We'll get into this. But uh, as far as memories go, the only memory I have is uh, back in the day when I had the emulator and every ROM possible. I went through about every game and just started it up. And This is one of the games I started up for about a minute and thought, nope, on to the next one. <laughs> How about you guys? I have literally zero memories of this game, um, and which is crazy because I've played a lot of Sega Genesis games, um, emulation and otherwise, and this is just not one that stuck in my memory or grabbed me whatsoever. And I think it has to do with it being one of those pre-Street Fighter 2 fighting games um, where you kind of know the controls are going to be a little off and... <laughs> You're just going to get frustrated pretty quickly. And the Sega Genesis actually has a few of those games. Uh, is there another one called, like, uh, Power Moves or something like yeah. that? I can't remember. Uh, there's a few of them on Sega Genesis where, where you can just tell. It's like, you know what? They really tried. you got to hand them that. But, uh, yeah, it's just not one of those ones I ever I ever played as a kid. I, I have zero recollection of it. And then uh, later on, it was only once I joined Retro Obscura... And we were looking at the worst box art for games ever that I saw the box art for Tongue of the Fat Man, which is the original title uh, of the MS-DOS version of this game. So that that's the only memory I have, like, whatsoever. And that's, like, three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't really have many memories of this game. Uh, probably the only memory I have was... Uh, about a month ago, getting it and, and playing it and being like, wow, this this is a game. <laughs> that That's the only memory I have is that it, I just thought, wow, this is this this is a game. And that's all I, all I can say about it. <laughs> now, now, uh, did you guys watch any of the videos that show what the original intro to the game looks like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they cut it. They mercifully cut out from the Genesis version of the game. Yeah, there's some not-so-friendly things in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just say, just just watch uh, Clint from uh, LGR, Lazy yeah. Game Reviewer. Mm -hmm. uh, Lazy Game Reviews. He, he did a great uh, video for the game. You, you can see the game in its original glory. Uh, <laughs> glory? <laughs> glory. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say glory. I'll use that word. Yeah. Glory. You're very friendly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why we wouldn't let Rob on the show today. He probably called this game a gym. <laughs> he would have found the good in it. Yeah, you gotta love that. I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably be the Rob for the episode because I, I do have a few uh, decent things to say about it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump into this info thing. There's some interesting things here I, I noted. Um, it was published by Razorsoft, who also did Technocop, which we covered on the show. Uh, Jerry Glanville Pigskin Football, which we covered on the show, and uh, another interesting title called Stormlord, which is also a uh, Genesis game. Um, Stormlord is pretty is a pretty game, but not quite my cup of tea. Anyways, and then it was it's not a great game. It, not, it no. looks better than it plays. Ex exactly, and then uh, it was developed by this is per Moby Games, Brian A. Rice Inc. So this one guy has his own corporation, but uh, anyways, he uh, like uh, David A. Palmer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he did a lot of things for the Amiga. Like he did a space area port for Amiga. Um, another notable thing he did was Home Alone for Genesis and Game Gear. Um, so I guess the pattern with Razorsoft is that they ported these um, PC or computer titles that 
were kind of or PC or arcade titles in, in the case of Pigskin Football, uh, where they had more violence uh, or mature themes than other games around that time. And so you could kind of say they were pioneers on the Sega Genesis. Uh, and the fact that this game, Slaughter Sport, actually came out before Mortal Kombat did. So you could say it was the first violent fighting game on the Sega Genesis. Yeah, I kind of so, I kind of see, see this being like a uh, like a precursor, like something weird, like Clay Fighter, you know, all these weird characters and junk. <laughs> like, oh. But um, I also thought it's like a, it's got a weird shared history with like uh it kind of reminded me of uh, power punch 2 on the nes oh yeah <laughs> where you're you're boxing against a bunch of intergalactic aliens yeah it's just really weird and random so. <laughs> which i, I, I kind of did my own little segment something new that uh i want to try to see if i can't pull off later for every show with my son but anyways um so this game was released in 1991 for the genesis uh, it was released in 89 for dos which was tongue of the fat man and it was released in 1990 for the Commodore 64's Fight Palace. And uh, what was the other one you mentioned? It was just called it's just Batman. Batman in uh, Japan was not released in yeah on the Mega Drive, but not released in Europe whatsoever. Okay, okay, well, that's cool. I could not find anything about a composer, which is probably a good thing. Probably uh, <laughs> never composed another game in their life. And uh, the average internet price for this, I. I didn't really look up. It was about two or three dollars when I bought it. So, uh, as you all can tell, I didn't prep really well for this show because this was just an interesting game to play. So, <laughs> there you go. But um, yeah. So the genre is a fighting game, and the story. Did you guys read about any of the story anywhere? Or? I kind of pieced it together from all the videos I, I watched. Uh, all I could tell was that, like your typical fighting game, there's some sort of fighting tournament going on or you know enter the dragon ripoff or uh <laughs> kickboxer or you know any john claude van damme movie uh you know like blood sport this is like pretty much like blood sport with aliens yeah. uh, it's like an illegal you know fighting tournament where people fight to the death and there's uh it's it's being run by this guy um he looks kind of he's humanoid enough but then he's got like a face in his chest kind of weird kind of like uh gallimoth uh in uh was it ghouls and ghosts you know what i'm talking about where he's got like he's yeah. got his face and then he's got like a there's a face on his chest uh so yeah that's it's kind of how he rolls speaking of rolls he's got <laughs> tons of bad rolls I see what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> yes Yes, sir. He is one rotund individual. Oh. Um, and, and no offense to uh, any anyone who's overweight out there, because I, I know, you know, for most of my life I was. So I'm not going to cast disparities, but they definitely put this guy way over the top. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because he's so over the top. Um, and they wanted to show that, you know, there's just this guy who's kind of like the blob and he's got like all these concourses of women, all these women around him because he's all powerful and whatnot. And he runs this fighting tournament. Um, and it's kind of like a Coliseum type deal where I don't know if these people are enslaved or what, um, if they're fighting for their freedom, but basically you start as this lowly character named Rex, 
Um, and for some reason, like I, I looked at the original game. In the original, you could pick from three different starting fighters and then unlock more. For some reason, in the Genesis version, uh, you just start with Rex. And until you progress in the game and get codes from Mandu himself, you're stuck with Rex. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that content just rolled right out of your mouth, didn't it? Um, but, uh, <laughs> did, did you guys not get like a Jabba the Hutt type feel from that? Like when I first saw those other screens, yeah. I mean, there's this big old dude with all these girls sitting next to you. I'm just like, this is like Jabba's palace. I mean, where, where's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, that's kind of it's the. It's like Jabba before they changed him to be <laughs> an alien. Yeah. <laughs> Inasuta Suto Solo. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I just said there. Could have been like cussing you out in Hutties, but. But anyways, all right. <laughs> the, the, I could not find like an actual storyline for this. Even Moby Games just says, I'll, I'll read this real quick. It says, Tongue of the Fat Man is an eclectic fighting game. Choose from different alien races, including human, with different abilities and fighting styles. Purchase weapons and devices and fight your way through multiple opponents to face the Fat Man. Some of the features include being able to place wagers on the outcome of the fight and the phenomenon of a special move being less powerful than the more you use it to balance gameplay. Two-player head-to-head combat is also supported. So I think that was more of a general overview of Tongue of the Fat Man because the, the, the wager thing wasn't part of the Genesis version, was it? No, it wasn't. They kind of took that feature out. They kind of—I would say—they gimped it. They—they uh, <laughs> they, they still have like while you're fighting, there's still a fight purse. But before a match in the original game, you could determine like, oh, well, I'm gonna beat the opponent in under two minutes, or I'm gonna, you know, and so that if you can bet that then you would get more money added to the purse or if you could say i'm gonna beat him this way you know there were different variables um they were kind of interesting and the game was a little more fleshed out in the original game uh a lot lots of fleshed out um no it 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 really was fleshed (laughs) out yes it was fleshed out there you go sorry (laughs) i know it's just there was a certain character and I, I would say charm to the game in that they really tried to sell this world to you and um, the art style is pretty unique um, I wouldn't say it's bad but it, it definitely didn't look like other games around that time um, if you look at the the MS-DOS version and you know there's a lot of full screen art going on um, and digitized speech and things like that um, and, and people that will, will come and talk to you um, before a match. So, they, you know, little things that would set it up. But they, they kind of took most of that out of the Genesis version. Um, so you're kind of stuck with your your one screen where you see Mondu and some people in the background behind him. Um, and him basically saying, well, let's see how well you do. Uh, you know, in really not not too much to the game to be honest yeah, what a terrible fight you probably won't survive the next one yeah <laughs> terrible fight or it's like uh you know it's like you you get swallowed by one of those land sharks yes. um and, and then he's like be careful or i might have one of my land sharks really eat you i'm like didn't they just do that like big bloody mess on the screen <laughs> yeah about my, my four-year-old he, he would see that and he goes daddy that blood that blood <laughs> like yeah that's blood buddy <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote down, uh, I edited that quote. I said, uh, what a terrible podcast. We probably won't survive the next one. 
Um, oh man, I agree. I, I agree. I, I definitely agree with you. The uh, as far as anything positive goes, the the I don't know, like just the style of the game was kind of intriguing. I, I kind of like the idea of, of like this alien type world where everyone's fighting. You know, it, it, a lot of it reminds you of Mortal Kombat. Everyone's kind of fighting to the death or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I kind of like that. Did, did, did you? Yeah, see? I like. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Are oh, you fine? Uh, no, no, I like that. I like the the different environments. But again, it goes back to the original game. When I looked at that gameplay, it's like why the, a lot of the backgrounds start to look the same for some reason. They they really recycled graphics and characters in this game, and I I don't know why they just cheaped out or what. Uh, but in the original, everything is just hand drawn and looks pretty neat. Um, but. Yeah, the things I do like about this game, uh, I do like the unique uh, kind of otherworldly quality to the game of, you know, this, this is definitely not Earth. Uh, there are all these different creatures and contortions and robot chickens, uh, <laughs> spider ladies, uh, and ground-pounding, um, farting yes. uh, gargoyles. Gu yeah. Guano. <laughs> Yeah, guano, which is uh, bat crap. Yeah. yeah. Hey, be honest. Did you learn that learn bat crap about guano and uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Is that where you knew what guano was? That, 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 so, that's, yeah. that's where I learned about guano. That's the first time I learned about it. Yeah. <laughs> Bubble weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, other other positive things. I like the fact that when you get to the next opponent, there's kind of a, a bio screen. You don't learn anything about your main character. He's just kind of a nameless doofus. But uh, the, the person off to the right, uh, opposite you when you fight them, um, you know, you, you get a little bio sheet that, that's, that tells you a little bit about them. And um, you also get to pick uh, from the fight purse you got, depending on how much health you had when you beat the previous opponent, you can kind of say, okay, well, I want to refill my, my health bar um, or I want to give myself more attack power. Or the other thing is uh, the game lets you buy different abilities that you can enable with the C button. Now the problem is most of these abilities last for a few seconds and are mostly useless. And I'll tell you why. Okay, Landon uh, and Nick, would you rather have the ability to uh, withstand a bunch of damage or put spikes over someone's head for like a few seconds that just makes it so they can't jump oh definitely the damage yeah i mean <laughs> it's like it's great on paper it's like oh look we'll 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 sick bees on them that's a great idea <laughs> yeah. yeah they just look like random pixels like random colored pixels coming out they even look like bees <laughs> yeah or release poisonous gas or uh what's what's one of the other ones where it's like oh go invisible yeah. Or like, you know, both people go invisible. That's great. People are both invisible and no one can see each other. I think um, it kind of reminded me of Mortal Kombat 2 um, when you could go invisible as Reptile. Oh, but it's the most useless skill ever because you can't see yourself on the screen. And at least like when the computer goes invisible, it, they're kind of cheating. They, I mean, the computer knows where it is <laughs> better than you do. <laughs> 
And the only one I ever used that actually did well was the freeze ability. Especially when I got uh, that little thing called Brute and almost beat the game by spamming. You're talking about uh, Cologne, right? Col yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brute for men. But uh, yeah, I, I use that every now and then. You get a few cheap hits in. But other than that, yeah, you're right. The uh, the spikes were... I couldn't figure... When I first started playing that game, like, what yeah, are these, like, what are these what is spikes? That? Is that like a yeah. computer chip? What is that? Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, I can't jump. What in the world? Yeah, like I had to figure that. It took me a minute to figure out because I could not find a manual for this game, and uh, and then there was something on GameFAQs, I think. But it's just like, what am I doing? And then I tried to use the fireball, and you realize that oh, it's great. The fireball is mapped to the B button, but it's mostly useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like then... They have to be standing right in front of your face and not move at all for you to use a fireball on them. Yeah, m most of those. Uh you know, character-specific attacks weren't very good. And as far as the controls go, they're pretty simple. You attack with A, B was that flame Aaron just said, and C was your, your item, you know, like the spikes or the freeze, whatever what we just said. But, yeah, I, I Let's did... talk more about the controls, because they're just... Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're you most... can tell they were ported from a one-button... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my, my, PC title. My biggest gripe of this game is definitely controls, and... I hated the fact that you had to like turn around to face your opponent. Like who, yeah. in the, who in the world turns their back in a fighting, in a fight? You didn't think about that in real life. Like, oh, what? except for Bloodsport. Okay. <laughs> I guess maybe if you're setting it up or something. But I'm, I'm thinking every fighting game after this that I thought was good, you're always facing forward. You're a Street Fighter, you're kind of moving back and forth, but you're always looking in front of you. Like, I, that drove me nuts because you couldn't react very fast. I felt oh, like that, no. and, and maybe it's just my. Uh, HDMI, my SCART HDMI box that Daniel Tolan thinks there's a bunch of lag on. I didn't know if that was the thing. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. I love, I love poking fun of him. But um, yeah, I just, oh, it drove me nuts. And it wasn't until I got that little, that little brute thing that I, I couldn't even hit somebody for the first few matches. And I only, honestly, made it to like the third level with the, with the Rex guy. But uh, yeah, that was miserable. I, I ended up just with your Rex Quando. Rex Quando. Yes. <laughs> Rex Quando. <laughs> But I ended up just holding down the attack button and just spamming like with every character. That was the only way I could do anything. Well, and how long did it take before you realized that you could pick a different character? Oh, <laughs> At first, I thought the codes that Mondu was giving me were just for like a level select. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was writing them down like a, like maybe this is like a, some kind of cryptic code I need to figure out like later no, on. No, I thought that aspect was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, I cool. I do wish that you you could have just picked a character, but it was pretty neat that you would just randomly unlock different characters based on the code and and he never told you like who this code unlocked is just like a cryptic like oh by the way the next code is okay great bbr <laughs> <laughs> but some of their abilities were actually a lot better uh to use than rex's uh like you were mentioning like stumps uh spinning lariat ability on the ground like, that was actually pretty cool uh or like, if, if, I don't know if you guys actually got to play as Mondu, or, yeah. or Fondu, as I call him. Fondu. <laughs> Fondu. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you play as him, he is the cheapest character. He's even cheaper than M. Bison. Uh, <laughs> because he does a, a butt... St well, first he does, like, a, a a roll attack, but then he also does a butt stop. Yep. And it's just... It's crazy, because you can kill an opponent in, like, 
three hits. Like, it just depletes their entire health bar. I don't know if it's a glitch or what. Yeah, that made me mad because I was using buff, and I made it all the way to Mondu, and I actually almost beat him, and then he just drops that butt on me, and I just explode. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? And it happened every time. I almost beat him every time. And you even told me there, and I was I told you I was almost at him, uh, getting ready to fight him, and you're like, yeah, he's impossible. I'm like, no, I'm going to beat him. Never did beat him. Yeah, I never beat the dude. Oh, kind of... I don't want to say cheating, but I had that little trick with my spinning lariat, like you said. I'm like, I'm going to beat this game. This is going to happen. <laughs> I spent 30 minutes doing that. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I did want to take a little time and go over the characters, because it was real funny, because uh, Aaron sent me the, the list of all how to unlock all the characters. So my four-year-old son and I would go through them, and we'd, we'd pick one. He would kind of say a little thing, and I kind of wrote a little note beside each one of them. So the first one we unlocked was uh, Bonaparte. Bonaparte, Bonaparte, which was like this, <laughs> this, this weird skeleton, but uh, <laughs> my son got Oh, I think it was Bonaparte. Bonaparte, There yeah. you go. Bonaparte. I wanted to get all fancy with it, but um, <laughs> my son You know got... what that is, right? You know whose last name that is, I hope? I really don't. Napoleon. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my son laughed because he says, Daddy, he can take his leg off and beat people. And then uh, Brainiac, um, I, I called it Predator Face. That's what I named Brainiac. And then um, <laughs> Buff, I just called it Weird Buff Thing with No Legs. Uh, Edwina had snake hair. That's what my son said. She has snake hair. <laughs> um, El Toro. Remind me of Razor yeah. from uh, Maniac Mansion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> El Toro, I just called it uh, Spitter Mule Kick because it was always spitting something and it was doing these mule kicks. And uh, Guano, I said uh, T-Rex hand and farts on people. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mondu, which was my, my favorite because my son goes, Daddy, that's a belly talking guy. <laughs> Belly talking guy. That was the best. Uh, McFire, I named PPS, which stands for Purple Palette Switch. Um, <laughs> Ramses, I named PPSET, which is Purple Palette Switch El Toro. Robo Chick. Uh, my, as soon as I picked Robo Chick, my, my son goes, Daddy, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of them are pretty much palette switches. And my, my son just kept saying, That's the same thing. That's the same thing. Yep, that's all I had for that. That was a funny little segment. I had, I had more fun doing that than I did playing the game. I'm looking at all the, the fighters' bios, man. These are hilarious. Mondu is 20 years old and weighs 900 kilograms. El Toro is 8 years old. Wow. Now I wonder if if it's Mondu that's 8 years old or like the face on his belly is 8 years old. Or Ooh, years that's old. a good question. What the world? Rex is only 2 years old is what it says. What? Rex, 2.2 meters tall, 105 kilograms, 2 years old, special move torch. I don't know that he's human, then. Yeah, that's... He is an outlaw that is wanted on ten worlds. Oh, wow. What's two years in Slaughter Sport years? <laughs> I don't know. I... Man, Mondo's been around then, if that's... Yeah, exactly. It's a lot longer. Maybe they forgot to put zeros on there. <laughs> then they have. <laughs> They're like QA testing it. Like, oh, we missed all the zeros. Oh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. No one's going to care. All right. Nobody's going to play this game. Who cares? <laughs> Sheba, Edwina's evil twin sister. She has deadly hair. Once tore an arm off of a rookie fighter and fed it to the palace shark. Wow. <laughs> did, did you try playing as any of the other characters? No, I just played as Rex the whole time. Okay. I didn't even play as another <laughs> character until Aaron sent me the list. I was like, oh yeah. Do you, did you have the manual? Like, no. They're actually a little more in depth when you look at the manual, these characters. Well, Landon just made a good point about their ages. That's hilarious. You said Rex was yeah. two years old. <laughs> 
I, I said that the developers, you know, they're QA testing it, you know, realized, oh, we left all the zeros out. And it's like, oh, no, no one's going to care anyways. <laughs> Nobody's going to play it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of following the flow of my notes here, which I didn't take very good notes for. So I think that that year, I think that's how many years they've been fighting at the palace. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> so it's not that they're two years old or four years. It's just how long they've been fighting in the palace. That would make more sense. I kind of yeah. like the other way better. <laughs> I liked MC Fire. MC Fire, I think, was my favorite. MC, I call him McFire, <laughs> not McFire. <laughs> no, okay, okay. So I hope MC Fire, look, guys, he made a quick name for himself when he, re look, he, he hails from New York City, okay, greatly feared gang leader, and he made a quick name for himself when he recorded the rap song Torch the Place. <laughs> but accidentally burned his royalty check. Is he the one that wrote this? This is definitely a hothead with some bad breath. That's funny. <laughs> the roof is on fire. <laughs> MC Fire. Oh, That's right. Even though he's just a he's the second palette swap of the main character. <laughs> you notice the first character you fight in the game is a green palette swap of you. It's like, okay. And that's gotta be a first. I said that. What other and game? it's not like that in the original. It's not. What what other game do you face your first opponent? And he's literally a palette swap. Or like, you know, in Mortal Kombat, at least they let you get through the, the tier before you fight yourself in the mirror fight or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> but this is like the first yeah. match. <laughs> <laughs> like Double Dragon. I mean, it's not until you get to the end of the game that you have to fight. Spoiler, you fight your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, Double Dragon. <laughs> There's some spoiler up. alert 30 years later. Yeah, then they have some Abobo palette swaps too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, just pain. Okay. I mean, that's that's how this game feels. It's like they seriously they they wanted to extend it out for the Genesis version, but they didn't have enough memory to have all the characters be unique. So they gave everybody different biographies, and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, so and so is just uh, a cousin of this character. That's why they look so similar. Oh my! This is so and so's twin sister, who just happens to be a little more powerful. Web. Yeah. When I, when I saw the name Webra come up, I couldn't stop laughing. Webra. Yeah. Spydra. Webra. Spydra and Webra. I liked uh, Ramses also because it kind of reminded me of uh, Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> Ramses, he likes to party, or he doesn't like to be at the party. And yeah. Where do we go from here? Um, where where do we go? Uh, was I, I, there another section you wanted to break down besides the terrible controls? <laughs> not really. No, I, like I said, my youngest son played it with me. But my oldest son literally was about to cry when I wouldn't take it out of the Genesis. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to you... play this, Daddy. Turn <laughs> it off. I'm like, I'm like, buddy, I gotta prep for a podcast. Oh. You want to talk uh, strategy real quick? So my strategy <laughs> was, uh, well, as Rex, I made it all the way to um, the last character before you have your first palette swap. <laughs> I made it to the Spider Lady. Um, what's her name? Webra. Uh, Webra. Webra. Yeah. Or Spider, whichever one. Yeah, I made, I made it to Webra, and man, she just had this jump attack that just, it was really hard to combat, because before that point, I'd figured out that you can jump kick most of the opponents and kill them <laughs> pretty handily, um, and, yep. and it became kind of a game of, of timing, 
and there was, a, there was somewhat of an enjoyable aspect of that. It's like once I realized that it was kind of like, kind of on the enjoyment level of some Atari 2600 games. <laughs> it's like once you realize what you're doing um, and, and you get decent enough at it, you're like, okay, there's kind of a pattern in the system here. I'm just going to do the same move over and over again like I'm, uh, like I'm a little brother. And I, I've just figured out how to beat my big brother, and it's just a, a spam, <laughs> uh, you know, leg swipes or something. It, it was enjoyable for the fact that I wanted to say I beat it for the podcast, but I don't know. I hope, you know, I, I, I feel like I got halfway through the game, and I saw enough of the game to know what it was like. Yeah, was kind and of then I played through the whole game as Mondu just to see if I could get to the last boss, but then... He did his own butt stomping, and I just got wasted. Now, does, he, does he smack talk himself if he loses? Like if you're, if you're Mondu <laughs> and he loses? No, he, he, yeah, he just pretends like you're nobody. Like, dude, you're talking to yourself. Maybe he just thinks it's another palette swap. Maybe there's a, a, a different color pixel in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> or is Mondu... Oh, okay, so the, the, the move that Mondu does that I love so much is called the bowling ball. Oh, yeah. Where he literally just turns into a ball. Which I gotta like say, he's... I gotta say the graphics are pretty good at that point. That, that was kind I of know. A, that, that was a pretty good animation that happened there. That was a head turner. I was like, wait a minute, this game's pulling out stuff I didn't know would happen. Or like the that that one level where it's like all the music had been kind of like humdrum and and dull up to that point, and then you have like this one stage where it's kind of like a uh, R and not R and B, but like a, almost like a blues song, you know? When you play as a, the chicken. Yeah, yeah, it's a little more upbeat and a little more bluesy. It's like, hey, why did they have more of this stuff in here? It would have been great. And there's one song in there. It's a complete ripoff of uh, Zelda 2, like for the first few notes. It starts off like a da na 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 Then it does something real weird. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that completely ripped off Zelda 2. <laughs> You're going to fight Shadow Link. <laughs> yeah. Landon, what did, you, did, you, did you even notice the music in here? I, I, it, took, it took me a while. Holy... I only made it to like the third guy, and I, I got to hear the same little theme over and over and over again. You're like, you're like, I don't even care. I don't even care about the music. It's it's like I made it to the third guy, and then I kept dying, and I'm like, eh, this is okay. How did you like uh, when one of the characters had the the puzzle ability, which would mm-hmm. actually confuse you? Oh, and I hated that. Reverse your controls. I hated that. My jump kicks got. Put on, put on hold pretty quick with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <sighs> yeah. I, I was just looking through the list of uh, special abilities here, and um, one I didn't realize was in here was uh, it's just called Fatso, and it gives your jump the same power as Mondu's bounce. Yeah, it's got a big weight on it. Yeah. So what that means is, if you can time that right, then maybe you can kill opponents in a couple hits using that special bounce. Yeah, I never, so I never, neither of you guys. Sorry, go ahead. I said I never, I never tried that power, but I saw it. Power of the babe. Power of the butt. <laughs> power of the. I like that. <laughs> That's family friendly. I can say that. The power yeah. of the butt. <laughs> oh, Was that my. one of your uh, retrofitted achievements? It is now. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a segue? Uh, sure. A segway. <laughs> a segway. Segway. I like that. I don't even know that I have anything else to say about this game. What else? I'm trying I to... really don't. I mean, I I could uh, tell you that at the end of the game, I I know in the original when you beat the game, you become the leader of the fight palace. Surprise. Oh. 
Ooh. Yeah. So you get to run it kind of like uh, the bad ending of Streets of Rage, where it's like, oh, now you're the crime lord syndicate leader. Great. <laughs> Roll with an iron jelly fist. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys play this two player? Yes, I did. I did. And is there like a character selection, or do you both play as generic? There is character selection, and I wish, you know, after we just got finished talking about how there's nothing about Rex, I'm pretty sure there was a little story about him in there, and I didn't read it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to read that just real quick just so yes. we can figure out what's going on here. So Rex. Rex's hobbies are martial arts, electric guitar, and eating small furry animals raw. <laughs> a graduate of Harvard University, he has recently received his Ph.D. in classical torture... And dwarf tossing. That's not true. <laughs> that doesn't say that, does it? Yes, yes. <laughs> not in the game, but in the manual, apparently. Oh in God. addition, Rex holds the Earth record for most decapitations in a single year <laughs> and is known throughout the galaxy as the undisputed master of the jump kick. Hey! All right. True. He's the first person. Uh, despite his unassuming appearance, this L.A. native has surprised many opponents by going berserk anytime anyone insults the Laker girls. Wow. That was random. <laughs> he's, the first, he's the first person ever to pull off the Fu Man mullet. You know, I think I think I just have to... Nice. I have to read a few more of these because these are kind of classic. Uh, if, if these had been in the actual game, I think it uh, would have been a must-buy. So Ed, Edwina. Uh, known as the first lady of the blood pits, Edwina can rip a phone book in half. Okay, it is mentioned in the game. Which anyone can actually do in real life if they know how to do it, uh, with minimal effort. She is the half-sister of Sheba, palette swap. Okay, I didn't say palette swap. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean they're friends. In fact, rumors about of an insane jealousy between the half-siblings. The big question is, who was the first one to get the mohawk? Oh I don't think anyone cares. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the snake mohawk. There you go. Mystery. That's yes. Awesome. <laughs> um... Let's see. You mind if I read a, a one, one or two more of these? Uh, pretty I, great. I, I want you to. Re <laughs> I, I want you to read Guano though. Yeah, yeah, Guano. Unable to operate in sunlight, Guano finds the harsh nuclear flow and fetid air of the Fight Palace a perfect venue for his skills. His powerful wings and razor sharp fangs give him strong advantages in his bouts. But his most potent weapon is his ability to emit poisonous gases. Both to stun an opponent and to propel himself across the pit. Whatever you do, don't call him stinky. Could you imagine a Dutch oven from that guy? Did <laughs> <laughs> someone just step on a spider? <laughs> or no, step on a duck. That's what I'm thinking. Mouse on a motorcycle. <laughs> Wait, I can't do that. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> Classy. Classic Stevens. Oh, wanna know. Fart jokes all day. Oh wow! Yes, sir. This is this is great. I hope people enjoy this. Okay, look, Ro Robo Chic. This sexy cyborg was created by a lonely scientist on Outpost Outpost 278. When she got too rough for him, he sent her to the pit for quick disposal. But she surprised all by carving a new niche in slaughterdom with her adamantium steel beak. And searing jet blast. Any <laughs> attraction to Robo Chic is certainly fatal. Wow. 
I, I feel like the developers of this game like had a blast. You, you get all these crazy characters, and l let's write some descriptions for these things. You know who developed it too? It was Activision. I know. That's all that big, crazy. I saw that big logo come across, but it's like, uh, hey, you know those things that come out of Wolverine's hands, the the adamantium. <laughs> let's make something with a beak of that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Wait. So I have one more, and let me just. I, I think uh, you could take this character and maybe just replace it. With um, our, our favorite host from Two Dudes in a Nest. Oh, God. <laughs> this evil, disgusting little life has no friends. And <laughs> <laughs> likes it that way. <laughs> he hits below the belt and thinks rules are for pansies. He eats rotten food just to make him his spit more deadly. Uh, he holds the distinction of having killed one of Mondu's land sharks. Okay. Does it say dot 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 dot? He's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst, <laughs> Michael Kelso. No, that was that was buff. Just kidding, Mike. We love you. And that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy I like to pick is buff. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't mention one thing, uh, which is the fact that uh, when you lose more than twice, I think that's when the the land shark, which I still don't know how that works exactly, but a shark comes roving around the solid ground. <laughs> Um, it, it, almost like the ground is water, and he comes around and he swallows whichever opponent lost. Now, for whatever reason, when you beat an enemy, it only takes one round, merc mercifully. But when an opponent beats you, you get sent back to the uh, item selection screen, and then you fight him again. And if you lose that time, that's when you get a game over. But it's just weird to me, uh, the whole land shark thing. Uh, but the fact that when he swallows you up, he looks kind of more like a dinosaur <laughs> than a shark. It's just kind of weird. But uh, that's all I got to say about that game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Landon, do you have anything? I don't want to leave you out. Uh, not really. <laughs> It was okay. I mean, the character designs were kind of cool. They were kind of unique and original till you get to the palette swaps, but it's a game. <laughs> That's it's a all game. I can say. It's a game. Yeah. It's just, it's not smooth. It's the, the fighting, like, you, you want a fighting game to be, it's more like Karate Champ than Street Fighters, is how I would put it. Yeah. It's like, it's I, just not a smooth experience. I, I think I'd rather play Urban Champion, but, anyways. Um, with that clunky, <laughs> super clunky. Let's talk about let's talk about some retrofitted achievements. <laughs> the channel for Stan's retrofitted achievements. My uh, my first one is for my son. He and he he kept telling me after we were trying to figure out what the character to pick. He goes, "Get that talking Belly guy." And that's uh, using the code to get Mondu for my son. <laughs> nice. Uh, mine was he who smelt it, dealt it, get farted on by Guano. <laughs> <laughs> I had one along the same lines. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my, my achievement was uh, automatic fartomatic, uh, <laughs> which is you pick Guano and uh, you. you you beat uh, the whole game just using your, your fart ability. Nothing but. <laughs> Nothing but but. <laughs> but there's a story behind that achievement. Uh, apparently, 
when my brother my brother was in uh, I think second or third grade, uh, he got kicked out of class because uh, he he would fart and, and yell automatic fartomatic. <laughs> <laughs> so the smeller is the teller. Or no, the That's sm- right. Smeller is the feller. Never smells. Yeah. <laughs> Smart feller, smart uh, fart smeller. There we go. Oh, <laughs> oh well, my next one's not as funny, but it's called uh, spam, and that's using nothing but the low attack with a grunt to win the game. Mine's along the same lines. It's called uh, kick to the face. Use jump kicks to win a fight. <laughs> and I think I'm gonna have three, but uh, I will say, let's see. Uh, this next one is gonna be. Not the bees, which is uh, defeat an, oppo- an opponent by uh, using the special bee ability. And that's a reference to uh, the uh, Nick Cage remake of The Wicker Man, um, which he has a very hilarious moment. Just look up YouTube and type in not the bees and you will find it right away. Pretty great. <laughs> oh, so my last one's called Identity Crisis. And this is owning all th- all three versions of this, Fight Palace, Tongue of the Fat Man, Slaughter Sport, since they can't get the name right, ever. My last one is, uh, we don't need no help. Don't uh, win a fight without using any of the special uh, items or weapons. <laughs> my final one, I just kind of thought of top of my head, was um, the spiders from Mars. I don't know if they're really from Mars, but uh, that's uh, beat the game with either Weebra or Spydra. The spider chick ladies. Mm. Spider yes. chicks. That's such a good description. All right. Absolutely. All right. This won't take long. Is this game a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? Okay. So critic res- depends on uh, the definition of gem. <laughs> I guess. The uh, critic score for this, according to Moby Games, was a fifty-one out of a hundred. Ooh. Um, really? Yeah, I'm surprised it got that <laughs> high. There were some interesting reviews. Um, reviews weren't good. I don't need to read them. No one really cares about that. Um, <laughs> so listener feedback. This so. was a unanimous, uh, unanimous thing that people said about this game. It was pretty surprising. It was. I don't uh, know that we've had anything this unanimous before. Exactly. And uh, so let's just go down the list here. See what let's see what's up. So Alfredo Figueroa says garbage. Uh, Stephen Miranda says despite it being one of the earliest fighting games on the system, its AI and shoddy hit detection make it garbage. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff says never heard of it. Why is it also known as Tongue of the Fat Man? <laughs> I like Aaron. He had a uh, picture response here. It says, "Oh my friend, the horror, the horror," and then <laughs> and, and then you put that a uh, nice uh, cover art on there. <laughs> yes. Okay, Mark Super says, It was also called Mondu's Fight Palace. I only played it on this Commodore 64. It was one of the last games I bought for that computer. It was total garbage. I can't imagine that it was any better on the Genesis. Then, uh, Carbia Yawn says, I'd rather play Heavy Nova 25,000 times over. <laughs> wow. That's a good thing we're going to I can't do. wait till we play Chevy uh, Nova. Too, Chevy Nova? Uh, <laughs> Chevy Nova. <laughs> Uh, Todd Darnell says it's rough cool ideas for the time but horrible implementation and terrible control I could swear I, I, I swear I rented this game as Mondu's Fight Palace on Genesis back when I was a kid but I can't find any proof that it ever had that name 
Someone on a gaming forum claimed to have a Genesis cart with that name, so maybe my local game store had a rare version back in the day. Or maybe I'm nuts. I definitely call it garbage, even with childhood memories tied to it. It's just not good, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, James Gruesome says, garbage, trash, and rubbish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stephanie McGeehan says, I have to go with garbage on this one. Tongue of the Fat Man is a pretty cool name and character, which is sad. The Genesis uh, US release did away with both the cover art and original game title. Uh, Ricky Flash says, never heard of this. Can't wait to find out. Just saw some gameplay footage with a bunch of emoticons with uh, tears coming out of his eyes. Matt Daly says, garbage. Poor play control is a deal breaker for a fighting game. I couldn't play more than an hour of it before changing games to remind myself that I do, in fact, like the Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you lasted an hour on this game says a lot about your uh, mental fortitude. So kudos to you, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Matt Daly's the man. Uh, Alex Bird says, it is among the five worst Genesis games. So much wrong with it. I don't even know where to start. The biggest problem to me is not recharging your health. Uh, Josh Diekman says, absolute garbage and worse than the PC original, if that's even possible. Uh, Freddy Velasquez says, I'm probably late, but I have to say something. I was one of the few kids who was lucky enough to have both the Super Nintendo and Genesis. I had got Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo. I became immediately hooked on fighting games. I started to rent and buy a bunch of them. I remember a store that would sell used games. I got this one on the cheap and played it and immediately turned it off and never played it again. <laughs> Total garbage. <laughs> and, uh, Chris there was uh, one one thing before we move on that I didn't mention earlier, uh, difference-wise between the PC version and the console version, that actually puts it more in this version of the game's favor. Um, did you guys watch any gameplay footage of the original game? Yeah. Did you notice how random people from the audience would pop out of the screen? It's like in the front, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> it was almost like, like so distracting. Yeah. It was almost like it was taken from the perspective of someone watching it and someone standing up in front of him like some drunk audience guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just pop out randomly. Uh, sit down, my kid can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just had one more. Uh, Chris Vanderhoff simply says, I like the cover art. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. Is this a game of gym? Uh, no, it's total garbage. Uh, number one being the controls are awful. Can't uh, You feel like you can't even fight. So big deal breaker. Matt Daly, his the summary just nailed it on the head. Um, I did kind of enjoy the characters, and, and I had a good laugh when we were going through all the characters, uh, putting in the cheat codes and stuff, but uh, I'll probably never pop this in. I'm going to go ahead and keep the game, just because we covered it, and it's kind of, you know, I don't want to say nostalgic. I guess it's not since the <laughs> podcast is new, but uh, it's kind of a nice to have. But uh, Total Garbage, um, it's worse than Chester Cheetah, and um, if this game were sitting beside Shaq Fu and I had to play a uh, fighting game, I'd pick Shaq Fu. So, there you go. This Ooh. makes Shaq Fu look like Street Fighter 3. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about you, Landon? I'm going to have to go with garbage. It's just like everybody said, the, the play control killed it for me. I, and, and I'm kind of referring back to what we said earlier, you know. I don't like a fighting game where I have to hit a button to turn around because I died several times trying to turn around by getting kicked in the back of the head, so... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go garbage. I mean, the character designs were kind of cool, and it was you could tell that the developers put a lot of time into these guys' backstories. You know, try to make them, you know, kind of funny and like, oh wow, these guys really are kind of the the worst of the worst fighting in this tournament. But 
Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's not enough to save it from the poor uh, play control. So I'm gonna go garbage. Yeah, I'll go garbage as well. Um, if I saw this game in a dark alley, I, I'd run the other way. <laughs> it's just, I mean, <laughs> seriously, uh, it's not much you can say. Like, if you looked at this game, if, if you just took it at face value, you picked up the game, and you looked at the box art, you're like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Because the box art itself, it's kind of generic, but it doesn't look bad. It's actually pretty decent box art for the game. Let's go kind of a generic title, Slaughter Sport. Like, what's this game going to entail? Um, and I, I think the character designs were fairly unique. I think the original version of the game, <laughs> which included a, a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man ripoff, uh, I, I think that one kind of takes the cake uh, in character design and some of the gameplay options. Uh, but, yeah... This one, you know, they, they did streamline it a little bit. They took away some of the uh, the less fighting game aspects of it. But still, like someone mentioned, the fact that you have to replenish your health bar every round. I think if they would have just taken off that one thing, it could have made the game a little more playable as far as like picking your abilities and stuff. Um, and also learning how to map controls to a, a Genesis controller. I mean, if you're going to have three buttons, make one jump, please. Don't map jump to the same button that you attack with. We're not playing on a Commodore 64. We're not playing on, you know, we're not playing on a system with a single button joystick. It's just it's one of those really frustrating oversights. Uh, and I, for that, I, I really have to give it garbage. But I don't know. There's this weird charm to the game. That kind of keeps me wanting to to go back and and just to see if there's any more to the game than what I've seen. But I think I've spent enough time with this game to know exactly what it offers. Which you know, if uh, if you like a hot steaming pile of garbage uh, served up at your door, uh, this game delivers the goods. So uh, what I gotta say about it? Yeah, it's a nice steaming pile from Guano himself. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I almost forgot. Rob, what did you think about this game? Good day, guys. Rob here. Uh, sorry I couldn't make it to today's episode, but I did get a chance to play this game. And, um... Ugh, I don't know how to say this. Um, I don't think I've ever gone on record saying a game is garbage. And, you know, I kind of share Nick's thoughts on, you know... Somebody took the time to develop these games, and, you know, it, it, it took a lot of time to do these things, to develop the graphics, the music. Um, so I hate, I hate totally bashing a game. So much so that, you know, even Chester Cheetah, I, I, I actually think it's a pretty good game. So I think I remember saying that was good instead of garbage. But Slaughter Sport, it's, um, nah. It's no good. It's no good at all. Um, I My first experience playing this game was last Sunday. And after Mondu, the main villain of the game, after he trash talks you, starts you off with the first fight. And I had that blue guy. Uh, I was fighting against him. Could not beat him. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I couldn't even beat the first guy. I must have spent, you know... 13, 14 matches with this guy, could not beat him, and then eventually I figured out that you can kind of spam the jump, 
and the kick button over and over again, and you can defeat him that way. Uh, so finally I started realizing, oh, well, if I do that, then I can advance pretty far in this game. Because just about every enemy, you can kind of exploit that jump mechanism, which is kind of a flaw in the game. Uh, the controls, a couple things that bother me about the controls is every time you get hit, you when you hit the ground, you face the other direction. So you have to turn around real quick, which there seems to be a little delay in turning around, and uh, then try to hit. But, you know, I always ended up getting you know punched in the face every time I was about to turn around. So... Gameplay, definitely a little clunky, you know, as far as the controls go. I know A, let me look at my notes here. A was to kick, B is a special, and I'm not exactly sure what C did. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, definitely slower, delayed response. As far as characters go, at first I was really impressed with the characters. I thought they were really cool, you know? You got Edwina, the punk rocker, who can rip a phone book in half. You got Guano click the whole set. He has sharp claws and has a bad smelling gas cloud. Bonaparte. And I love, you know, the game, one good thing about this game is it's got sense of humor. It definitely doesn't take itself seriously and nor should it. <laughs> um, Bonaparte, he's a skeleton guy who does not seem to eat much. Robo Chick is a robot chicken before the TV series. Stump, the guy looks just like Slimer. Um, he is a former bouncer at Mondu's Galactic Palace, and apparently he was also the Galactic Arm Wrestling Champion for several years, so he was kind of a big deal. Ramses, um, he's got spikes. Oh, I love this one. He's got spikes on his glove that increase the pain, just in case you didn't know. Uh, you got Webra, and one of my favorite ones was Mick Fire, which is basically your guy with, uh, I think he was purple or pink, um, just the color swap there. And uh, he's famous for singing Burn the Palace. And one of his famous sayings is, Touch me and I kill you. But then here's where the game kind of gets a little lame. Basically, they just reskin all the same characters. So those first six or seven characters, there's just color swap and they're slightly more difficult. You know, and of course they have different names, but they're basically the same design, just different color. So it kind of gets redundant from that point on. And, you know, again, with the clunky car uh, clunky controls and the music not being that great or memorable, it's not terrible, but it's just not memorable. It's serviceable, I guess you could say. Um, it's just not that great. And then the ending is underwhelming. Uh, basically, you fight Mondu, you defeat him, and you become the new king of the palace, uh, king of the fighting tournament. And that's it. It was all right. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not the worst game I've ever played, but it certainly isn't. It's not good. Uh, so I will say, on the record, this is probably my first vote for garbage, but uh, I will say that Slaughter Sport is... I don't want to say garbage. It sounds so rough. It's just not a good game. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so there is my official review. Guys, I hope to be on the next episode. Definitely miss being on the show. Uh, it's been super-duper busy, but I shall return, and I'm excited about the next game we'll be covering. As always, good day and good gaming, my friends. <laughs> Mm. Wow, well, let's lay the gavel down now and call this thing garbage. You know, I I kind of want to just part of me wanted to have like a spoof episode where it had like the uh, you know our theme music and all of a sudden we just come on here and say it's garbage and then the outro plays and that's it. <laughs> but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. All right. So uh, 
So guys, our next game, can't wait to talk about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and announce it now for all you listeners. We're going to be playing Golden Axe. Can't wait for that. And a uh, sp- special treat, we're going to have William Culver on the show. Uh, ever since the inception of Genesis Gems, <clears throat> we've promised him that he could come on to the Golden Axe show. And I I, I was uh, chatting with him the other day about some Genesis stuff. And I said, you know what, Willie? Let's get you on the show finally. I, I, I've never actually podcasted with him. I've met Willie in real life many, many years ago. So, I say many, many years ago. It was like three or four years. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's like back, back in my day. I, I met many moons. Many moons. So I tell go- you what. I tell you what. But uh, we're going to have him on in a couple weeks. Um, again, like I mentioned, guys, we're going to try to uh, record a show like every two weeks or something like that. Um, we've got them scheduled out till the rest of the year. So uh, really appreciate your all's patience. Sorry for not pulling out a show in October, but uh, we got some good stuff in store for you. So, again, if you'd like to check, uh, connect with us, you can check us out on our website at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. We are on a Facebook group called facebook.com called <laughs> at facebook.com <laughs> slash group slash Genesis Gems. I'm, I'm, I'm rusty. Uh, you can send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. We are on iTunes. Go leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate the two we just got. Uh, check us out on Stitcher. And we are our part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Well, guys, really appreciate your all's time. We rescheduled just one night, which is a record. We usually reschedule about five times. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely cool there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you guys have anything to end on? Uh, no, just uh, keep playing Sega games, guys. Keep us in business. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Well, that we will catch you later. See you.